0: you're tuned into the digimon go podcast your one-stop shop for updates news tips and community in the digital world of digimon go thank you for listening ah just kidding happy early april everyone enjoy the show this fur can be used to make warm mufflers and hats. Mufflers, it, like earmuffs. Yeah, not like a car muffler, right? I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure not like a car muffler. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening.
1: Keep your eyes and your ears open. It's mega low punny time.
0: Some season seven move changes and additions include a little payback. If you prefer to refer, then do we have good news for you? It's April and Team Go Rocket has their hands full with troubles not of their own design. And more on this episode of GoCast. hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast episode 138 it's march 30th yet another tuesday evening i'm your host chris and as always i'm joined by my co-host kyle hi hey kyle hello chris (laughs) hey how
1: you doing (laughs) i'm okay
0: yeah wow that's great that's good you know i wanted to take a moment to appreciate the amount of preparation that we do prior to the show because a lot of the times it has to do with the thing that we do at the very like the very front of the show which is reviewing our goals um okay <laughs> at the front here and so i want to just run through these really quickly and another caveat i think this week is that we should mention how soon ago had we actually obtained these goals <laughs> okay
1: i'm feeling All right chris is calling me out but it's not very
0: apparent yet Give me no <laughs> I'll save the best for last. uh Three hundred thousand experience this past week.
1: Oh, you know that's a good question. I didn't even pay attention to experience. I, I'm okay. pretty sure I did, but let me hang on. Yes, yes, I did. Okay, hey, nice. Good.
0: A platinum
1: breeder medal. No, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Not not surprising considering how many eggs it took. But I'm still like fifty five short. No way, really? You're that Look, far away? I told Chris I hatched eighteen seven k eggs. Like two full batches back to back, you know, one day apart, whatever. I think I got 11 Alola Meows, <laughs> seven of them in a row and no Galarian Stunfiss. And at the end of all of that, I think I was out of incubators. And you like, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna let that simmer and buy more incubators later. <laughs> yes.
0: I think uh, I think that's a good call. Didn't you say your last seven raw Alolan meows in a row?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and so I did. I let it simmer. And then I did another batch and I got my first poniard and another shiny Alolan Grimer. So I guess it worked.
0: There you go you just gotta let it sit for a minute and they're like wait a minute if the next one's not good we'll lose them entirely and so there you are exactly at the same time you got rubes like me just hatching two k's by the boatload i'm like hey, thanks i'm not I would, a stata
1: I use to hatch anything that's not a 12 or a 7k i can't what about a 10k yeah but as much as i would actually like to hatch 10k's because they're good i will not spin poke a stop and get a 2k out of it
0: oh because you run the risk oh i understand And also
1: a 5k is almost just as bad not quite but almost
0: hey man there's a special place in my heart for 5ks and i know that that doesn't resonate with you yeah it's the, the bottom of my heart well okay maybe looking ahead the event that we're going to be talking about for the beginning <laughs> of april maybe platinum breeder metal might be a goal for <sighs> next week could God. be but we digress your last goal was platinum evolution medal. i did it i got it yeah yeah when did that happen
1: um about like 12 or 13 minutes ago right right <laughs> it did i'm proud of you i had to do like 32 more after we sat right. down here
0: <laughs> but that's okay because something else happened while i was waiting for him to do those evolutions that is it's a win for me so i think we come out and come out even. <laughs> even steven for myself i wanted to catch a shiny rainy cast form and that didn't happen Ooh, uh and that, that that's something in particular i want to talk about when we talk about our weeks 81 million experience i did do that i'm at 81 million in like 40 or fifty thousand, something like that so uh i need 1 million more to hit level 46 very excited finish dark types that didn't happen but yeah. what did happen was finishing dragon types because Rayquaza wasn't raised yeah that's fair and a shiny Rayquaza and not only did that happen it happened twice Kyle nice yeah man so you got two out of three and I got two out of four you get the belt back this week you son of a gun (laughs) good job good job all right let's take a minute before we actually hop into the news we haven't done this in a while mostly because our shows are usually just so jam-packed but somebody mentioned recently hey you guys don't really talk about your weeks that often anymore so let's do just that and we can talk about the weather week and kind of like you know the the top catches and other highlights we might have had throughout the week so Kyle why don't you go ahead and start let's save weather week feedback for the end after we share like you know our catches and (laughs) highlights
1: this week was kind of light for me except for the egg hatching and then the egg hatching died down because I was a little bit burned. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> until until I hatched more eggs. I said I got the shiny Alolan Grimer, which is pretty sweet. I really like Grimer as a shiny because it it swaps colors with the Alolan form.
0: It's funny. Yes, it is cool.
1: And I also got a shiny Talo today <laughs> when I went out for a walk. And I know Talos are an incredibly common spawn. It's shiny has been out for like two years and it's still the first one I've ever seen. So I was still really excited about that. Yeah. Other than that, I did not do very many Rayquaza rates. I know that was the new hotness this week. And I know because I saw our Discord's remote rating channel and it was out of control.
0: (laughs) No, it was it was in control. It was it was fully
1: (laughs) in control. But my God, people wanted Rayquaza. Now, I don't know. I'm kind of curious what the combination was that made it so desirable this time around. Because we had remote rating the last time Rayquaza was here, you want to know what it was? Well, I think I think it's there's two. There's, it's twofold. Okay, one was the boost to XL Candy, three per catch, plus the one on transfers is, is huge. That's crazy. And two, everybody needed thirty dragons for their masterwork if they hadn't done it already. True.
0: So I would agree on the second point that it was masterwork. Absolutely, for a lot of people. But the main driving force wasn't just that XL Candy had gotten boosted, but this is the first chance we've had to catch Rayquaza while XL Candy is available. Yeah, entirely. Yeah, but
1: if it was the old way, people would not have wailed hundreds of dollars on it.
0: I, I don't know no, about I mean, that.
1: People would have. Yeah. As many people would not have. In, in our local Discord, at least, as soon as someone called out a raid, it was full. Mm-hmm. Maybe 30 seconds would go by on Saturday and Sunday. It was it was pretty great.
0: Yeah, no, Sunday I spent most of my day doing Rayquaza raids. It was ideal.
1: I, I only I only ended up doing five or six just because I didn't want to hunt around discord and just stare at it until one got called out.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good strategy. It Yeah, you had to like sit and watch and then wait. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was it was wild. You're right. Yeah. Uh for myself, uh, so I caught two Shiny Rayquaza, which was great. I had one before, so it joined the band and now I've got three. Uh but but shinies aside, I caught a one hundred percent Rayquaza. Yeah. And I named him Quasar. Okay. As soon as possible. Quasar Saber. My <laughs> Power Ranger fans will get that. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm th- I'm more thrilled about the hundred percent than I am about the shinies. I know that sounds kind of oh. dumb, but no, I'm really it's not. It.
1: the The shiny odds are one in twenty. A hundo odd is one in two sixteen.
0: Oh well, dang, there you go. So See? your
1: odds are getting a hundo is way lower than a shiny in a legendary rate, at least.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm thrilled. So as soon as Tyson my my champ is done with his buddy stuff, I'm gonna get that Rayquaza up there as well. Because why wouldn't I? why Sounds not awesome. both uh i refuse to do that they've, <laughs> they've got me on the line for one at a time which is a vast improvement for i'm not going to waste my time with that future, <laughs> because now i've got 100 so and i have a nice like pattern and things i feel good about investment time into you know anyway in addition to that uh while i was waiting for kyle to finish his evolutions i uh, he was very excited about his tail i very happy about it. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, geez, it's about 10 minutes after when we normally start. And he's like, hold on. I just got two revolutions. And boom, I'm sitting here. I catch a tail out in our yard. And he's like, you serious?
1: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so let's remind everybody that Chris has about 18 house spawns.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but I had the one that mattered this time. <laughs> <sighs> it was a good time. Okay. Weather week real quick. Thoughts, feelings, hot takes, probably lead with the hot take.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, I have about the coldest hot take anybody could possibly have. Okay. In that they dropped the ball horrifically on cast form, in that they let other forms spawn. And not only did they let other forms spawn, other forms were the primary spawn. I saw so few rainy cast form in the wild, at least. Yeah. And, I think it was very poorly handled and it should have been the default ignoring weather, especially I feel really bad for places that are naturally warm climates that would never have rainy weather to cause it to spawn in the first place, for example.
0: No, you're 100% correct. And I normally will try to to balance out that, that perspective by saying, oh, yeah, but this or it's understandable because of this or something else the rest of the event was fine no problem whatsoever the raids are great i understood everything else about it that's fantastic but i i really i gotta agree with the rainy cast form thing i don't know why it wasn't just only rainy cast form or just release all of the forms at once and so it's like whatever you have you have
1: yeah which would have still worked because weather week obviously you know
0: but, right, right. But to highlight just the one and then not have that one, maybe not even spawn all the time, but spawn seven out of 10 times. is ex- raining, it, regardless. it should have been
1: the primary spawn of cast form. Yeah, that does not mean the only spawn because some people still looking for the regular shiny cast form if you weren't there for that day mm-hmm. that it was
0: boosted. So I mean I understand why they didn't, because it's you know it's messing with the weather mechanic and a bunch of other things for sure, and it was weather week, so we want to respect the weather. But it felt bad, I think. That well, it it yeah, it felt bad. I'll go with that. It felt yeah. bad. I, I think the primary
1: issue is it's it's weather week, and obviously we have weather in Pokemon Go, so it's a big deal. But weather week only highlighted one type of weather, basically. That's very true. So as well. which is fine. That's that's totally fine. You just have to make sure everything coincides with that
0: right so i think you know me- messy with forms and featuring a form type is actually kind of new in this in this regard so hopefully if they choose to do an event that features like a shiny sunny cast form uh form of it then i think hopefully we'll see some sort of improvement in the spawn pool but yeah kyle i i gotta agree with you i think could have been handled a little bit differently for sure but that being said Unless you've got some other bombshell new personal news item, Kyle, do you? No, no. Okay, then let's move on to the news section. Yo, what up? It's the news. First thing we're going to talk about today is the spring themed event. We talked about it last week briefly in the April overview. It was the first event that's happening. So, of course, we have some details. Here we go. Trainers, spring has sprung in the Northern Hemisphere, and we're celebrating with a spring themed event. Look out for Chansey. Watch out. We'll get you. Happiny and some other familiar Pokemon wearing flower crowns. Plus, Mega Lopunny. Shout out to you, DeFi. will be making its Pokemon Go debut in Mega Raids. When is this happening? Sunday, April 4th at 10 a.m. local time to Thursday, April 8th at 8 p.m. local time. Features include the following Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild. Pikachu wearing a flower crown, Execute, Meryl, Plusle, Minin. We didn't have enough of those already. (laughs) Baneering, Bunnelby, and more. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Bunnelby. Shiny Bunnelby is being released, which is awesome. Um, And the Diggersby and Bunnelby coloration is one that as soon as you look at it, you're like, I don't know. But the longer you look at it, the more it grows on you. I feel like any, any uh, opinions on the coloration for shiny bundle B and Diggersby B Kyle.
1: I like it. I, yeah. I, no, I don't have anything else. To say. I like it. I'm a big fan of the regular line as is. And true. It's a very natural coloration as opposed to like a shock value shiny. And that's, that's cool. That's a good shiny too
0: i think yeah, absolutely chancy wearing flower crowns will be appearing in the wild and Happiny wearing flower crowns will be hatching from eggs yes if you evolve a chancy wearing a flower crown into blissey that blissey will be wearing a flower crown too which is a rare occasion for some of these uh some of these hat forms but not for flower crown i don't think i think that's true of the eevee versions yeah. and the pikachu versions as well so this one in particular has a good record for that If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Chansey or shiny Happiny as well with Flower Crowns, that is. Shiny Execute will be appearing more often in Team Go Rocket battles. Uh, The following Pokemon will be hatching more often from 2 kilometer eggs. Execute, Eevee wearing a Flower Crown, Pichu wearing a Flower Crown, Togepi, Azuril, Boniri, Happiny with a Flower Crown, Munchlax, Rufflet, and Bunnelby. Rufflet in two kilometer eggs. Okay, now Kyle, our resident two kilometer egg hater. Now, despite the fact that this'll probably be like a half percent hatch chance, (laughs) will you at least attempt a few two kilometer eggs? Maybe. Okay. It's actually a pretty it's a pretty compelling two kilometer egg pool in general. I agree. If it wasn't for the
1: Eevee. And the Baneeri that you know are going to have like a 20% chance to hatch out of these eggs.
0: But the Eevee's got a flower crown. So if it's shiny, that's trade fodder, man. So? Like,
1: so? <laughs> who li- Say this honestly. Who do you know right now that is in with, within trade distance that you could use that as a high value trade with? Nobody. Okay. That's my point. I'm not saying that it's not very high value for the people who seek it. Mm-hmm. But you literally might have to go across the world to find that person. So it's
0: not mm-hmm. actually. That, yeah. Or to the next go fest or yes, something like that. Like, or you mean today? Yeah. Megalopony will make its Pokemon Go debut in mega Raids. Other spring themed Pokemon will be appearing in raids as well. There will be Mega Megalopony inspired avatar items available in the shop. I know what DeFi is wearing for the rest of her life. Yep. Yep. This is awesome. I'm so excited for. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Event-exclusive spring-themed gift stickers will be available from Pokestops and gifts during the event, so be sure to get them while they're available. Complete event-exclusive field research tasks to encounter Azumarill, Rufflet, and more. The Rufflet ones will be will be very, very popular. And Complete rare. the spring-themed collection challenge, yes, during the event by collecting featured Pokemon to receive a lucky egg, megalopony energy, and experience. Head on over to the Today View to track your progress. Bonuses include two times hatch candy. Lucky eggs will last for one hour. And half egg hatch distance when you place an egg in an incubator during the event. I'm thrilled. Egg event. Egg event. Let's go. I'm going to put those 2Ks in super incubators and they're just going to hatch right away. You can't nope. see, but the face I'm getting right now is just, it's it's venom. <laughs>
1: there better be a box with like 20 regular incubators for sale i'll buy it i mean i will too if i'm hatching regular 2ks with half hatch hatch distance i will not be wasting them on yeah super incubators
0: yeah let's hope let's hope i i think that would be a really good move on their part because i think a lot of people feel uncomfortable using super incubators for 2ks well but so. like
1: especially at half distance no i don't want to waste that that's that's exceptionally wasteful though
0: Yeah, very true. But yeah, so uh, thoughts, feelings, any highlight for this? I mean, we kind of touched on it already. I think we called out the highlight was Rufflet and 2Ks and yeah. uh, the research tasks. Megalopony coming out is fantastic. I mean... It is. More Megas is always great, I think. All and more variety
1: to, to DeFi. Yeah. Megalopony is not good in Go.
0: Because okay, it has well, bad moves. Yeah, well... Hmm.
1: <laughs> and it, it becomes normal fighting fighting normal fighting normal get it right and okay i'm just making sure i didn't remember (laughs) that was a hesitation okay (laughs) but (laughs) it's not worth it that's the only problem mad love for megalopony but like i'm not actually excited for it to be in the game because this is not particularly useful that's it. Defi always says any Pokemon is one move update away from being viable. Low no punny. Very there at some point.
0: Very true. And then we'll have the Mega ready and rare to go. <laughs> that said, one comment:
1: two times hatch candy. I don't like it because it's an event focused on two K eggs, which already give very little candy as is. Two times four candy, two times ten candy is not that much, you know.
0: Yeah, but and they that's, also take no time to hatch. But
1: they already are giving half distance. If it was a 5K egg, they would still take no time to hatch because it stacks with, you know, super incubators.
0: Uh, I'm excited to use it stacked with a 12K. Yes, but the it's the
1: antithesis of the the event is you want to use that hatch candy bonus for things that are not being focused on in the event. So that's kind of why I wish it was two times experience. Sure. I actually wishes two times stardust, but I don't need to be greedy. I'm just being realistic. <laughs> but would like two times yourself. experience means you don't feel bad about what kind of egg you're hatching. You're just hatching an egg. You get bonus. That's
0: true. I don't know. I, I hatch in such a volume most weeks that I this is just probably not going to make a big difference. You know what would have been a better
1: one? Forget hmm. the, the two times stuff that we've been having for several years guaranteed xl candy of a flat amount regardless of what happens and then the like bonus five of, of the yeah. species every egg gives five xl candy plus the hatch that would be amazing done that would be an awesome event that, that would, would get people to hatch bearers.
0: eggs yeah 100 percent. i agree with you yeah and they would hatch so many oh my god it's going to be amazing. Uh, I think so. I know Kyle is Ugh. not really about egg events, but I'm sure there's things in this event for everybody. I'm sure Kyle will show up with armfuls of shiny flower crown Chansey next week. I'm very excited to hear all about oh it. God.
1: Yeah, to match
0: my <laughs> one that I've gotten in my entire life. That's right. That's right. Exactly. But let's move along here. Uh, Go Battle League Season 7. This is like a mid season update. The following attack will be added to Pokemon Go Leaf Storm. This powerful grass-type charge attack will decrease your Pokemon attack stat after use. And this can be learned by Sunflora, Celebi, Ludicolo, Roserade, and Leavanny. So check your, check your PvP resources, see how that works out for you, if it's going to change what you do. Uh, I'm not entirely sure.
1: I- I'm guessing this is a Brave Bird clone, in which case it could be really good or it could not be Braved bird is really good. So
0: bring some neutral damage. Uh, The following attack will be available to Pokemon that couldn't learn them before payback. And Noma champ is not on this list. Unfortunately, (laughs) Persian, Alolan Persian, Cacnea, Cacturn, Absol, Bronzor, Bronzong, and Lipard. They can all learn that now, which is great.
1: I want to see someone run the numbers on, on little cup. Is Bronzor win like ninety nine percent of matchups now that it has payback? <laughs> it just, could. It just. It would be hilarious. It'd be amazing. In that one small niche, if this was the deciding factor of the already broken Pokemon,
0: if they bring back that cup and they don't ban Bronzor, oh my god, there will. Be riots. There'll be riots if it does get banned, though, because everyone's like,
1: "I spent two hundred fifty thousand stardust on this. (laughs) I will be in that camp. Guilty as charged. Absolutely, I I did. I I would have done it if I had a, if I'd had one that was like anywhere near reasonable.
0: I I also think one of your other reasons at the time was that by the time you got around to being able to care about it, it was almost to the end of that cup anyway. And you're like, "Ah, I'm not going to do this for like three days. So whatever. I mean,
1: all my bronzers also had like. 10 plus attack so it was really inefficient
0: yeah yeah fair enough (sighs) uh next piece of news here pokemon mischief is on the rise trainers the tricky pokemon event is back and mischievous pokemon seem to be causing more trouble than usual throughout thursday april 1st pokemon prone to mischief will be appearing more often in the wild some of them may even be ditto in disguise some of them appear to be causing trouble for team go rocket too so it's the perfect time to complete Tingle Rocket timed research and rescue Shadow Zapdos from Giovanni's clutches. Who? When is this happening? Thursday, April 1st, as described, from 12 a.m. to 11.59 p.m. local time. So not like 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. or something like that. It's all day. So if you wake up at 2 a.m., you can play. If you don't wake up until 5 and gives you a third shifter or something, you can still get some timing, which is great. I love that. I love that. Features include... Pokemon prone to mischief, like Apom, Croagunk, and Purloin, will be appearing more often in the wild. Sources tell us that Team Go Rocket grunts will only have Shadow Apom on their teams during the event. They just they just hate us. They literally hate us. <laughs> Who wants a Shadow Apom? <laughs> they thought catching Apom would put a stop to their pranks, but how wrong they were. <laughs> Team Go Rocket will be appearing more often at Pokestops and in balloons, okay? The Team Go Rocket time to research launch during this event will be available from Thursday, April 1st at 12 a.m. to Thursday, April 8th at 1159 p.m. local time. Complete it within that time to earn a super rocket radar and other rewards. Keep in mind that you have to have completed the higher they fly in order to complete this one uh, as well. I'm out. You're done?
1: I don't even have that one yet.
0: You're not? Oh, my gosh. You really? You're still working (laughs) through your stack? I have. I have a uh, exting development. You are killing me, Kyle. <laughs> Every week, a little more, a little another little piece of me <laughs> just breaks off and dies. Oh my um, god! Sorry, faints. It's a Pokemon <laughs> podcast. My bad. I think I have to. I think I have to do one more Rocket Leader. And do it. That, that one's done. Well,
1: <laughs> I have. I, I need two, uh, four more things, or just. whatever. <laughs> just do it i don't okay shia
0: (laughs) that's mr labeouf to you i don't like rocket content i know i know oh look a female combi (laughs) that's some sweet that's like a sweet 1k right there stardust uh yeah the switch timer in the Go battle league will be cut in half could this be more pokemon mischief at work now a great question about this that was posed was because this is local time during the day If you are playing a Go Battle League match with somebody that's in a different time zone and the event is active for somebody, but not the other person, what happens with the timer? Do they have uneven timers? Unlikely. Uh, Our best guess, and Kyle, please correct me if I'm misrepresenting your opinion, is probably that they're going to default to one or the other, the longer one or the shorter one. It's kind of hard to tell.
1: Or they could just pair people up exclusively in time zones for the event. Because they're hoping people will be playing so they
0: won't have to worry about enough players. That's very true. That's very true. I guess we'll see. Take a few snapshots for a surprise. Probably Apom if I had to hazard a guess. Ditto will be appearing more frequently in the wild during the event. So be sure to catch Pokemon that Ditto or know to transform into. We've also received reports of Ditto transforming into one more Pokemon species than before. And it seems this phenomenon will continue after the event concludes. And we have it confirmed from Niantic that that additional Pokemon is purloin, So there you go. Sorry to spoil that for you, but keep your eyes peeled. So, uh, so Kyle, are you excited about this event or what?
1: No, not even a little bit.
0: <laughs> this is like the anti-Kyle event. <laughs>
1: yeah. That said, I know nothing about Go Battle League, but reduced switch timer is an interesting thing to play with. It's very exciting. I, It's a weird thing where in my mind, I'm like... Could that be what speed ends up turning into?
0: That would be interesting if it had like a multiplier that would like reduce the switch time based on the base speed of the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That would be incredible because switching is a very, very valuable component of playing uh, or, competitive yeah. Pokemon Go. Or I mean, like you
1: can- what Pokemon is out speeds up your timers, like the faster the Pokemon, the faster your timer takes down and yeah. stuff like that, you know, that maybe maybe that's, that's just a thought because when you see them do something like this you're like what are they testing for
0: i think that they're testing for this to be more of a permanent change in the future maybe because it's been kind of like an opinion in the competitive pokemon go scene that the switch timer is too long as is
1: i mean it definitely it definitely is really long to the point where you want to trap your opponent and that's i mean that's a strategy but
0: yeah and having less time to think rewards people for playing better on their toes which Mm -hmm. is a great competitive skill to have Mm -hmm. and reward so anyway last piece of news here referral program is now live trainers the pokemon go referral program is now active worldwide We'd like to thank our trainers in Australia for helping us test and refine this feature. Your participation and input have helped us prepare this feature to launch. Oh, that's nice. Every journey is better with friends, so why not invite some of your friends to join yours? Whether it's your friend's first time playing or they're returning after a break, which I think is 90 days, by the way. They'll receive rewards like Pokemon Encounters, Rare Candy, Incubators, and more as they hit milestones on their adventure. And so will you with the season of legends still ongoing it's the perfect time to invite your friends to join your journey so we've already gone over this we've shared our thoughts about this uh, a few weeks in a row now so we're not going to rehash it but the feature is now live how to refer a friend go to the friend screen and tap invite to get your referral code share that code with a friend who's new to pokemon go or who hasn't played in at least 90 days there we go confirmation 90 days once they input your referral code Either during the sign-up process or later on the friend screen, you'll both begin receiving rewards. As your friend receives milestones on their journey, you'll both receive more rewards. Make sure to help them out along the way. Remember what it was like when you first started your Pokemon Go adventure? I love this. This is copied copy at the bottom of the article. <laughs> Were there other trainers in your life that helped you on your way to becoming the best you can be? We hope the referral program will encourage you to reach out and lend a helpful hand to your friends as well. We're all here to enjoy Pokemon go together. And this is the perfect opportunity to welcome or welcome back trainers to our community. Let's go on this journey together. Now, Kyle, I know you have spent many events with me. You've dealt with me like showing up and being like, Hey, I made a map of this route of raids we're going <laughs> to hit. I've been in groups where I'm like, where is everybody? We lost somebody. I need all eight of you behind me like little ducklings in a lime are going to this gym. Let's go. I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to help people. Out. I'm just kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. But I am really excited to try this feature out. Just nobody I know comes to mind. That's the biggest flaw, at least from a personal level
1: not to say the feature is useless because it's not absolutely not it's just late
0: yeah but like you said before it's not uncommon for referral programs to come out later no but but almost five years Eh. yeah i think like three is a good amount of time
1: yeah just in time for the game to have enough content where you can talk to a friend who is like hey you remember that game you remember pokemon go when that was on the news in 2016 you want to try it again
0: yeah i and didn't stop playing please i'm alone yeah but now like we've already convinced everybody who's gonna con- who's gonna play to yeah, play very very true you gotta for work us, like on family yeah. members and stuff like that next and be like "Come yeah. on, i gotta do it for the show come on <laughs> <sighs> but yeah that's hey that's the news section uh four exciting things that are happening uh varying levels of excitement based on how you play i suppose i can't wait for more egg event man i'm just gonna be Busting with egg news next week. I'm very excited. But enough about that. It's time to move on to Gear Up. So this week on Gear
1: Up, we have a little bit of Tharian disappointment. We're talking about Tornadus, Tharian form. Just like Thunderous, it got a move shake up before it was released. We we kind of figured it was coming, all things considered. Unfortunately for Tornadus, unlike Thunderous. It got worse. So instead of knowing Air Slash, Tornadus now knows Gust. Why? It also knows Astonish. Which is even No, it doesn't. Don't bring that up.
0: Don't bring that up. No, <laughs> I had to
1: bring it up because it's worse. Yeah. But if you recall, it's been about a month now. We talked about the incarnate forms. Tornadus wasn't very good in the first place. It was... Significantly worse than other options like Honchkrow. Significantly worse than Sky Attack Moltres, but who's surprised there? This change makes it worse. So not only is Tornadus Therian the only Therian form that gets lower attack instead of higher attack and lower defense, it now also gets a worse move set, (laughs) too. It's it's on par with Unpheasant in terms of flying DPS. Who thought that was going to need to be said ever? <laughs> <laughs> what a bar. What a bar to set. See, the, the other bar is, is Hawlucha, who is not out yet, but with the expected moveset, it's still as bad as Hawlucha. A single stage flying fighting type. Yes. It's almost comical how bad it is because also Tornadus is a goofy looking pokemon.
0: Yeah, for those established. of you at home that don't remember, it's the bird.
1: Yeah, it's it's the one that gets like their huge out, outstretched wings and really squished together pecs, so it has cleavage. It's very strange. All I have to say to round this out because I don't think there's a whole lot more to say is everybody please pray for Landorus because <laughs> we we need a thunderous situation not a tornado situation here
0: <laughs> we we really really do we really do so what you're saying is i catch one of these i place it in a glass box and i never speak of it again correct it is okay. it is actually awful now if it had gotten slash instead of gust
1: it would have still been bad. Okay. But it would have been like. Not counting Megas and Shadow, the sixth best flying type. All right. What There's right. not a whole lot of competition, though, so it's hard to be excited about that. And Sky Attack Moltres is so far above everything else in practical discussion that it doesn't really matter. That's Sky Attack Moltres is effectively twice as good as the Arn- incarnate. Form currently, yeah. So the Therian form just would have been worse with lower attack. It's bad, it's it's funny, it's bad. I'm not gonna say Tornadus deserves it because Tornadus is goofy, but I'm not heartbroken about it. I'm just worried. I'm just worried.
0: Imagine <laughs> if it was so good that you saw it everywhere, wouldn't that be worse?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, I'd rather keep seeing the
0: Sky Attack Moltres, yeah, that's right, because it's majestic. Absolutely. And I love saying sky attack Moltres because you have to specify.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, at this point you don't have to because nobody is ever gonna use Moltres as a fire type attacker because it's just not
0: it's it's fallen off. Yeah. Unless it's not shadow, it's not that it's bad.
1: Fire type Moltres is still fine, but when you compare it to other fire type options, it's not it's not worth it.
0: Like, I don't know, burn Charizard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. I'd have to double check, but they're almost comparable, which is why people don't really talk about it. Why are you going to talk yeah. about a legendary when it's outclassed by a starter that we've seen 17 times?
0: Right. And that has had two community days. Yeah. Well, not Blaspern, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? But yeah. Blaspern has had two community days. It, what? the the december community oh okay all right mr (laughs) technicality oh my god did you see i like i like died a little bit inside for a second i was like what did i miss and and, and an event don't
2: don't forget
1: the event
0: what day day is it
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. welcome chris it is uh it is march 30th 2024
0: yet another tuesday evening But, uh, all right well thank you kyle i appreciate that it's good to know that all i gotta do is catch one boyd it's difficult to catch them as is because they're not on the ground and i i am on the ground that being said i caught a lot of requasa, but regardless moving on <laughs> moving on to the Poco lore and this week we're talking about bunnelby and diggersby the digging pokemon starting off with bunnelby bunnelby is a small gray rabbit like pokemon the tips of its large ears are dark brown. D, if I just kidding, we wouldn't do that to you. That's April Fool's joke number two. I promise there's no more, at least not in our section. I'm not sure if there's anything in BVP Corner, but <laughs> this week we're talking about Buneary and Lopunny, the rabbit Pokemon. First up is Buneary. Buneary is a small bipedal rabbit like Pokemon with brown ears that can curl up. It has two types of fur covering its body, a light tan fleece that covers much of its lower body, feet, and the tips of its ears, and a smooth chocolate-colored pelt on the upper half of its body. It has a small triangular pink nose, pink paw pads on the undersides of its feet, and small tan spots above its eyes. It has a small brown puff of a tail. I love that. If Baneri senses danger, it perks up both ears. It can also be a sign that Baneri needs care due to something wrong with its body and mind. <laughs> that's, a little, <laughs> that's a little serious. It can deliver powerful blows with its curled up ears and it has an impressive jumping ability. It can be usually seen with one rolled up ear to swiftly counterattack when needed. It can increase this attack's power through training. On cold nights, Baneri sleeps with its head tucked into its fur it lives in forests, though it can also be found on icy mountains. It is most likely herbivorous. I guess it's not confirmed. Uh-oh. <laughs> most likely. Be careful oh if you God. keep
1: a Banyari as a house pet.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Banyari also likes to eat certain kinds of flowers found in the wild. Love it. I love a little bit of like mystery and what you think is just a small, unassuming, cute Pokemon. Strange. All right, ready for Lopany? Let's do it. Lopunny is a bipedal rabbit-like Pokemon. All right. So first things first, they, these are both the rabbit Pokemon, and both are described as rabbit-like. I have a problem with that. They, the
1: rabbits. They, like, they're rabbits. At least Lopunny is is humanoid.
0: Buneary is a rabbit. Straight up rabbit. Yeah. You don't get more bunny than Buneary. Yeah. Lopani is a bipedal rabbit-like Pokemon with a dark brown fur with dark brown fur and a short round tail. It has pink eyes with black markings on the inner edge, long tufts of cream colored fur above its eyes and a small pink nose. It's long ears, which bend shortly above its head and in fluffy cream colored fur. Lopunny is very proud of these ears and never fails to groom them. If the ears are roughly handled, Lopany will kick in retaliation. Its head, body, and hips are covered in dark brown fur, while its wrists and lower legs are covered in fluffy, cream-colored fur similar to its
1: ears. Okay, I want to pause you just for a second because my brain misheard you, and I heard you say ne- never fails to groom them, as in it never grooms its ears, but it was very proud of it, and I was very confused.
0: Oh, you're like, but they look pretty. they look pretty clean. <laughs> they're so clean they're so proud what do you mean they don't clean it <laughs> I had to reread the sentence as you went forward I'm like oh, I'm oh just dumb. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy uh, this is where it gets interesting though as mega low punning, its personality drastically changes, becoming extremely aggressive with wild fighting instincts in order to become more capable of fighting it sheds the fur on its neck, upper torso, fingers and legs forming black patterns on the legs that resemble, ripped pantyhose like Hulk mode the tufts of fur above its eyes combine to form a single butterfly shaped crest the creamed fur on its wrist and ankles become more round instead of fluffy but the rest of its lower leg fur is replaced by the pantyhose style covering its ear fur now only covers two segments of each ear in fluffy bands it sheds its fur twice a year and has a soft fluffy coat in winter when the hot season ends, the coat is replaced with one filled with plenty of insulating air for the cold weather. This fur can be used to make warm earmuffs and hats. Lopunny is a timid Pokemon that will cloak its body with its ears or spring away when it senses danger, though it's capable of unleashing super destructive kicks with its lift legs. Because of this, Lopunny is constantly monitoring the surrounding area. When Mega Evolved, a powerful whip swing from its ears can crumple steel plates. Whoa. Because it's, it's got that fighting typing now. Yeah. Stats. Max CP. And these are for Mega Lopunny by the way, because I didn't spend any time looking up Lopunny's base stats. So Oof, these are for Mega Lopunny. Max CP at level 40, 37, 45. And level 50, 42, 34. That's, that's pretty good now you're probably wondering why what stat is the culprit of such a high cp well 163 stamina not there 214 defense of course not there oh 282 attack yeah that'll do it that's really impressive actually best move set low kick and focus blast oh my god it is so bad it's it is a little bit disappointing so bad but again like defy says one move change away from being viable yeah Uh uh-huh yeah yep 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 so get out there and get your megalopony this next this next week for the event these spring events and uh and get to low kicking and focus blasting no don't do that (laughs) do it don't listen don't listen to bring your mutus and don't listen to him (laughs) don't bring your Mewtwo for i mean honestly yeah just
1: bring your Mewtwo. And bring Focus Blast and you'll do better anyways. <laughs>
0: All right. This is making me upset. Let's just move
1: on to the poker poll. <laughs> so last week's question was, how do you feel about exclusivity in Pokémon Go? Should Community Day and event exclusive moves stay exclusive or should they eventually be added to the general pool or return to the game in some way? Since these are uh, long ones, let's that's, that's alternate here, I think. Sounds good. First one's from at James A. Vivian. Not fussed. Probably because I participate in all events. I'd like to see exclusive moves added for non-legendary Pokemon in raids, at least. Doesn't have to be guaranteed. Just the chance would be nice. That'd be pretty cool if you raided Tarantown and had Smackdown.
0: Yeah, no, I think so, too. Yeah, it'd be kind of neat because it adds like a new level because you're already looking for shiny as an off chance all the time. It'd be kind of cool to check for something else.
1: Yeah, it, it gives a reason to want to go raid something else, I suppose, than just the current legendary.
0: Yep. At Wood Woes Wolf said, as long as things come back around, I don't have a problem with exclusivity. In fact, I'd be happy with more exclusive and special ways to get moves, such as being linked to certain biomes, a rare move to a rare move to NPC that randomly spawns or from certain seasons and weather conditions. Oh Man, the idea of leveraging NPCs to do like cool, fun things like that is something we've been talking about and wanting for such a long time. Every time I see somebody mention it, I'm like, yes, please more.
1: Let's do it. Do something with the overworld map. Anything. I don't <laughs> I don't think they will. I, I think Niantic wants it to exist as a map and nothing else. But
0: I mean, I don't think it could get much more cr- in a place that's properly. I say properly. I don't really know what that means, but I'm going to say it again. Properly filled and populated with stops and spawns. It could get pretty cluttered pretty quick.
1: I mean, you have it tied to the poker stop in no different a way than a grunt is. It doesn't really do anything else. Or have it show up inside a gym with the gym having an icon on it so mm-hmm. you know to check it. Stuff like that.
0: Or that instead of a balloon, they're just holding on to one singular balloon and they just like fly in.
1: Mary Poppin' style.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Next one's from Barry Cherry. and They said, for me, it's a huge relief that some community day moves have been released again. For instance, Meteor Mash Metagross. I'm a newer player, so I've missed out on a lot of community days. I do think it was a bad idea to release Frillish so quickly after Go Battle League. Mm -hmm. I know some people who ground out to level 20 just to get the (laughs) Frillish.
0: Guilty. Guilty.
1: It wasn't even fun for them. And now they're so disappointed if they'd known they wouldn't have done the grind. To me, it seems unfair that they worked so hard and then we all got Frillish anyway. One thing I'd be really mad about would be if Shiny Mew became widely available. The research tasks are pretty tough. 30 dragon types. And it would be so annoying if I had to release Shiny Mew in, say, six months. I wouldn't rage quit the game, but I'd be very unhappy. Totally reasonable. And I will definitely say you do not have to worry about that because the Pokemon company has a very, very tight lock on Shiny Mew
0: they do they so, really really do this is yeah.
1: very heavily controlled by the pokemon company in terms of this event having featured shining Mew.
0: yeah i think Mew is probably the one bastion of safety you have in this regard yeah <laughs> yeah dad said I don't mind exclusive moves, but I don't like exclusive Pokemon. I've played every day since December of 2018 and still don't have Tropius, which I would like to have for GBL. I was happy yeah. to see Frillish in the Breakthrough box. I've gotten plenty from GBL rewards and really don't mind that other people can have access to one with high IVs. Oh, that's true. I suppose with the Breakthrough what box, it didn't exactly have good PvP IVs. But the
1: go badly encounter floor is still 10 10 10 isn't it it's an encounter
0: yeah so it's just it's just as good if not the same it's the, I, so it's the so same so spread actually released it in the wild was uh was the move that people were like oh man yeah the wild one is the one that
1: you can get a good pvp spread on yeah that's a good point um totally agree on tropius it is long overdue for a regional rotation or something i still don't have a hair across. Or a Corsola. Wow. Yeah. So I, I can relate. The only reason I have a Trophius is because uh, Greg traded me one. I eh, appreciate that. Still just sitting there as a trophy, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> more like Trophius. <laughs> <I,
1: laughs> but I, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. Next one was from Venus. They said generally in favor of more things being less exclusive over time. I have a shiny Gibble, and I'm fine if they want to throw open the gates for those on a community day at some point.
0: Just one shiny Gibble Venus, see? <laughs> just one. <laughs> just two, Chris. This is the thing that we get to be jerks about, and I will always find a time.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, until the community day, it is. It is a shining moment.
0: Quite literally. Quite
1: That's it. <laughs> I do appreciate all the events this year granting 2018 moves as someone that missed a lot of them, slash didn't have the candy for a lot during the 2019 rerun, but I do wonder how they handle this going forward. I'd much rather see the 2018 moves be added to the regular pool rather than try and have both the 2018 and 2019 moves in random events next year. The one thing that gives me pause is Go Battle League rewards. I don't think I'd have grinded out to rank 20 last season if I knew male frillish was going to be the research breakthrough this month by the time this airs. I was fine with female frillish being in the wild. I'd probably be fine with this if they'd wait a little longer, but this feels a bit too soon to go from it needs a lot more effort to get one of these in this form to everyone gets for free. I totally agree. Like, and this is from somebody who didn't do the rank 20 grind
0: i think having locked one of the two either male or female frillish behind an exclusivity wall would have been great so everybody else can get their their decks entry and all that sort of stuff but like you oh i got a blue one because i did this in go battle league for like you know three to six months or something like that maybe if they'd waited one more full rotation of go battle league yeah
1: yeah i don't think it would have mattered i don't think people would have felt very strongly one way or another
0: Right, but because it was immediate, it became a talking point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or it would, feels immediate,
1: even though it's been like six weeks. But sure, sure. Time is sure. irrelevant currently, but <laughs> that's. I also want to say that as somebody who has shiny gibble, plural, <laughs> I.
0: <laughs> preach, Kyle, preach. <laughs>
1: I am also for the community day, like because I know I'm gonna have a fantastic time at that day. And that experience is worth more to me than the exclusivity of having the shiny gibble right now.
0: You know what it is, though, too, is that if I tell people I have shiny gibble, they don't actually care. And if I'm the sort of person that goes around telling everybody that I have shiny gibble outside of just the joke, right? That, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't really get any enjoyment out of it. I got enjoyment about getting it in the moment and that moment has already passed and we can tell those stories and that's fantastic. But now I just want everybody to have one.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think what it kind of boils down to is like, not that nobody cares, but like sure. you tell somebody or somebody finds out and then for like a split second, they're like, I am so jealous. And then they just, it just goes away because it doesn't matter. Kind of, yeah, thing. you know, and that's
0: it. Right. You're not going to trade it to them. <laughs> I know. There
1: are people out there who like have a burning desire to have it, just like they did for Dino when they released it. But it's definitely a minority. And so it's just a, a thought when you think about the exclusivity of a shiny like Gibble. Yes,
0: I would agree. So uh, we got two email responses to the PokePoll as well. The first one is from TK Muffin. Hi, Chris and Kyle. TK Muffin here to answer this week's PokePoll. This is an interesting topic for me, as I've been playing Pogo since 2016 and collect Pokemon cards, so in short, I love Pokemon. Recently, I created a new account, and the only way for me to get the Community Day exclusive moves and shinies that I have been collecting for four years on that account was reruns of Community Days and special events where you can get Community Day exclusive moves. My thought on the question is they should bring exclusive moves back, because if you missed that one Community Day where Mudkip was featured, that would mean you would... Never be able to get Hydrocan and Swampert ever again. Do you think they wrote this email knowing that this was a sticking point for you, or did they just get lucky?
1: Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, but no, Swampert's everywhere. Totally can relate. If you do PvP in Ultra League, especially, it's literally everywhere. It is absolutely. I, I I definitely agree though, especially when you talk about very powerful, specific ones. There aren't a lot of ones that shift the pvp meta if it wasn't there yeah swampert is one of them yes 100 mud boys let me ask you a question here it seems like an okay time when is enough time to just put them in a move pool for a pokemon
0: well i think two years
1: yeah okay. yeah you you think that kanto starters should just know their community moves right now
0: i think that they should be in the move
1: pool yes so you can TM them.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing, though. I kind of feel weird about the starters. I think that the starters should be at like, OK, I think there should be like three levels, right? Exclusive, still locked behind whatever the case might be. You need to delete TM's. And then at the bottom, but the bottom tier is people like Tyranitar, pseudos and things like that that are basically just functional in that, at that point in time. Right mm-hmm. now, I think that there should be events scattered throughout because starters and things around starters always bring people to events that. They should be available to be TMable or, you know, obtainable in some way during the event. But I, don't, I'm not, I feel weird about having Blastburn Charizard just available all the time. But at the same time, like, the people that are playing, the people that I encounter in GBL that have Charizards, no question in my mind that they have
1: Blast Burn. Well, Yeah, because it's not worth bringing otherwise. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Like, so. any Pokemon that has one of the good community moves... They're not worth bringing unless they have that move. Yeah. Period across the board. You're not going to bring a Metagross that knows. I don't even know what its other charge move is besides psychic. Honestly, I couldn't tell you.
0: Actually, I'm going to reference an answer from earlier from James uh, A. Vivian in rates. I think that they should be available in rates. I think that's a really smart way of doing it without making it just open season. And and a, and a good a good thing that about that
1: being compromised is they're not ideal IVs. If you want the ideal IV, you have to go through the more work either invest the TM or wait for an event for it to come around. Right. But they're guaranteed to not be bad IVs. I mean, no, they're guaranteed to be bad IVs if you want to use it in PvP. <laughs>
0: oh, and for PvP, absolutely. I'm just saying for blastburn Charizard for like DPS purposes if you choose yes. to do that.
1: Yeah. Technically. Yes. Anyways, though, thank you for the email. Next email is from Shining Lugia, and they said, Hey, Chris and Kyle, Shining Lugia here. And my answer to the poll is that I think that exclusivity should still be a thing, but maybe Niantic could give Frillish a ribbon like the Best Buddy system. I also have a suggestion on the Elite Fast and Charge TMs as well. I think there should be a chance to get an Elite Fast or Charge TM when opening a gift with a sticker so it actually has some use, because I know <laughs> when I send gifts, I don't use stickers. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I don't use stickers either, a- except for a couple people. I use stickers for a couple people. See, there you go. It has the use. I always feel bad though because I don't ever have an appropriate sticker. So I just end up sending like a thank you sticker with Pikachu on it because, like, I just none of them are appropriate. For my goals, I did complete the 35 Go Bad League matches. And I'm happy to say I got the beautiful Shining Rayquaza, which is my first Shiny Legendary, and bragged to all my friends at school. Nice. I know this is a long time for Pokemon to be in a gym, but I have a Samurott that has been in a gym for 54 days. (laughs) I want it back. That's a long time. That's a long time. (laughs) Ooh. Finally, I just want to say is the worst thing ever when I'm stuck at 150 Pokemon cough, my Kanto platinum badge for the shiny Mew quest. And I hear how everyone is complaining about dragon types. And I'm still on the first step because of my new sworn enemy. Mr. Mime, the regional bum, bum, bum. (laughs) That is a bummer to be stuck on that one. Yeah. (laughs) I was expecting to say
0: Mew. That stinks. That really (laughs) stinks. Uh, That's a womp womp for sure. Womp
1: womp. So this week's Poke Poll is other than rayquaza what new or existing pokemon would you like to see come back for a raid weekend and why all right i've got an answer do you i had to think about it for a second
0: okay i'm gonna edit that out so it'll be like you knew it right away (laughs) kyogre without groudon okay first of all that's rude (laughs) Secondly, I'm still on board. <laughs> I
1: don't want on XL candy, I want Kyogre XL candy. Kyogre, what well, my shiny Kyogre, 96% or whatever, is one of my most used Pokémon. I want to take it to level 50.
0: Sure. Plain and simple. Sure. That's a really good answer. All the Pokémon that I'm interested in raiding aren't useful. That's okay, but like if you have a reason to raid them, that's good enough. I really want Genesect to come back so I can get Genesect XL candy
1: okay that's fine that's that's, that's my fine. answer
0: you know it doesn't benefit anybody else but me <laughs> but that's how i feel at least kyogre is like chart topping you know what i mean, I mean? It, Everybody. it happens to be yes but like yeah. that's just the
1: choice I, if i want to i could say a new one i'd say like bring Aegislash slash into three star raids i will oh sure i will literally just drive everywhere to find Aegislash raids if that was the case yeah you know they're just going to be in like 12 kilometer eggs and you're never going to see one but oh god i just good thing good thing you know a professional egg hatcher i just broke my heart realizing that Honedge is probably going to be like a 12k egg exclusive yeah it's like almost no question in my mind now
0: it's okay we'll work together we'll make it happen oh god yeah but if you dear listener have an answer to the question other than Rayquaza, what new or existing pokemon would you like to see come back for a raid weekend and why you can answer the question when you post it on twitter or if you're a patron in our patron exclusive Discord, we got a nice little channel set up for just that purpose. You can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717 or send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But before we get into anything that has to do, you know, with mail to, to any extent, we're gonna pass it on over to Fish and DeFi. And this week they're going to do a little farewell to Ultra League and you know Great League's back, and that's fantastic. and a deep dive into prismatic cup over to you
3: hi i'm fisher nahida
2: and i'm defy 250
3: and this is pvp corner the pvp segment that only has a 30 second switch timer defy what is going on in pvp right now
2: Well, currently, if we take a look at GBL, Ultra League is over and Great League is back. I've been kind of having fun with it. I've been using a couple different teams. Altaria lead, Defense Deoxys, Safe Swap, and Lantern in the back. Kind of coined, made popular by my friend, the Fightin' Gobbler. Also, I really like the line of Galarian Stunfisk in the lead, Pelipper Safe Swap with that glorious, glorious Weather Ball, and Tropius with Razor Leaf in the back. So lots of different fun things. How have you been doing, Fish?
3: Well, uh I haven't said it on a team yet cuz uh what I was doing yesterday was um <laughs> I was on my Twitch channel with a friend uh duo streaming and we decided to play blindfolded PvP battles. <laughs> so, um we took turns uh like covering our like putting a bandana over our, our eyes or something and uh, the other person would have to direct them to To you know, throw charge moves at, at a certain time and switch at a certain time, and, and uh, whether to shield or not shield. Um, it took us t- ten shots before we got our first win, and when and that was me. I, I got the win, and um, when it happened, uh, we celebrated like we just won the the college football championship. <laughs> it was it was a big moment.
2: That is so much fun. I'm glad that you're making Go Battle League really fun for you by doing these kind of challenges. That's awesome. Yeah,
3: it it was really fun.
2: Also, there has been a lot of announcements for PVP in the past couple of days. One thing is the tricky event, which is having the switch timer, and also some move updates for Payback and Leaf Storm. Chris and Kyle already discussed these earlier, and they did a great job. So we're going to look at maybe revisiting some of these things and see how these changes impact PvP. Do you have just a quick hot take for now, Fish?
3: Uh, Just, I have been wanting the switch timer to go down for a long time. I think this is so good. It's going to be so nice. Uh, It will allow... For a lot more strategic switching, uh, it means you won't get punished quite as much for getting locked in against a, a hard counter. It's not as not as boring even, like uh, having, you know, being stuck in there for basically a third of the battle. It's, uh, I hope that this is something that they bring back as a permanent thing at some point in the future.
2: My hot take is that Payback is not only coming to Bronzong. Bronze Zor is getting payback too. And for me, this is Little Cup 2021 confirmed.
3: Oh, that would suck so much.
2: <laughs> but we'll be revisiting these ideas, these move updates, as we kind of see their impact on the meta. For now, we have a listener question from Everlaster E.
3: And Everlaster E says, Hello, Dish on a Feeder 250, which is, is clever. That's, that's uh, one of the better. Openness to an email that uh, we've ever heard. Um, recently, I've been failing very hard in PvP and specifically Master League. Currently, I'm running a Shiny Gyarados because you've got to get that Shiny attack bonus with Waterfall for the fast move and Outrage and Aqua Tail for the charge moves. Then I have a Groudon with Dragon Tail for the fast move and Solar Beam for the charge move. And lastly, Shiny Rhyperior with Smackdown and Rock Wrecker. I have lots of the Pokemon that are in the meta, so I can use any of those, but what would you recommend I do?
2: Well, one thing that really helps me in PvP is finding a team you like and sticking to it. And I would recommend just stick with the Pokemon you've got, but the big thing you're going to need to do is change your movesets. I would leave Gyarados alone. Waterfall, Outrage, and Aqua Tail is a perfectly fine moveset for that Pokemon, but the Big one we need to look at here is Groudon. With Groudon, switching from Dragon Tail to Mudshot and then from Solar Beam to Earthquake is going to help you immensely. What are some of those wins that they will pick up with that switch? So
3: if you change those two moves, the wins that you're getting that you weren't getting before in the One Shield are Conkldurr, Dialga, Garchomp, Heatran, Machamp, Melmetal, Metagross... And Swamp It.
2: That's a lot. That's a lot. That is That is that that is a big difference just by two quick TMs over to those moves. If you want to take it even further, if you want to double move your ground on and Elite TM it over to Fire Punch, in addition to a little bit of extra coverage, it's going to give you some opportunities for shield baiting, which then you don't have to as reliably hit Earthquake. You can bait the shields, take the shields away in that process.
3: And so if you do that, that will add a few more wins to your arsenal, such as Giratina Altered, Mamoswine, if you encounter one of those. There are a few of those in Open Master League. Uh, Mewtwo, Rhyperior, and Zekrom.
2: Lastly, your shiny Rhyperior. Again, shinies are great. Shiny type attack bonus is real. Not really, but it is. <laughs> and shiny Rhyperior, if you have the resources to double move that and give it Surf, that is going to give you some excellent excellent coverage as well so again in closing keep your team if you like those pokemon definitely use them but just by adjusting those moves on the pokemon that's going to really hand you some wins thank you for the email everlaster e and with that let's get ready for our deep dive into prismatic cup like we talked about last week For some general information on this cup, the Prismatic Cup is the April Silphurina meta. Each slot on your team must be selected from a pre-approved set of Pokemon, and those Pokemon are divided based on their color classification from Bulbapedia. Shadows are banned, so that Shadow Victory Ball can sit on the bench this month. And this is a lot to kind of wrap your head around, Fish. How would you recommend wrapping your head around this meta?
3: So the way I do it is I notice that kind of each color has like a predominant type or predominant role that you can look at and then there's some other options that are kind of outside of that that if you you don't want to go with that predominant role then you can kind of use this alternative to to cover slightly different things so for as an example the blue type surprise surprise is predominantly water pokemon so the biggest picks are things like lantern Empoleon and Quagsire. Lantern is so far in all the practice tournaments, like definitely the most popular of the three, but the other two absolutely have usage. Quagsire can beat Lantern, which is very important. And Empoleon is one of the few Pokemon that can beat Uh, A couple of Pokemon that we're going to talk about later, which are Talonflame and Hypno. They work really well together. And Empoleon is one of the few things in the meta that can beat both of those things.
2: But let's say you want to use this blue slot for something else. Lucario is getting a little bit of love here. It works really well as your counter user if you want to put your counter user into the slot one. It's a fighting type that can actually hit back against Hypno with Shadow Ball. And it has that steel typing resistance against Psychic. And it actually beats Hypno in the one shield just barely. You could also use – there are plenty of grass types that are the color blue – Tang growth is really good. It can really hit back against the things that beat it with that rock slide. And then jump Bluff is basically like discount tropius. It's a grass type that beats other grasses with being that part flying type. And it's also just a really great bulky choice for your grass type pick.
3: Next, we've got the red color, which is predominantly the fire types. And the biggest, most popular pick by a mile for that one is Talonflame, which, of course, with that incinerate has just made it such a fun pick to use. Blaziken is another option, which can cover your fire type damage and also the counter damage. And Sunny Cast Form. As a bit more of a tanky option, definitely a lot tankier than Blaziken. And Sunny Cast Form, just like Rainy Cast Form, just like Snowy Cast Form, they tend to just win based on tank and consistent damage. That Ember just adds up over time and it survives long enough just to grind Pokemon down with that Ember damage. And then the quick firing Weather Ball as well.
2: If you don't want to use a fire type in this meta, kind of a cheeky little spice pick is Crustle. Crustle hits really hard against Talonflame. It beats Drifblim as well. Dugong is a really popular pick in this meta. So it's really good because it beats a lot of these core meta picks. You do have to watch out though. Hypno can still beat it depending on the shield situation. It's also got to watch out for things like Lantern and Blaziken, but it might serve as a little bit of spice for your team.
3: Then you've got the yellow or white category. And uh, contrary to what we were saying before, this color doesn't seem to have a predominant type. There are a lot of different options that you can go with. It's It's got a lot of kind of general picks that you can use to fill out any holes you might have in your team. But the Pokemon that kind of everyone seems to be looking at right now is Hypno. Fantastic generalist. Doesn't have too many hard counters has the versatility with all those different punches i would personally recommend thunder punch and shadow ball as the move set but like i keep saying there's no black and white answers in pvp if you want to go with another move because you want to cover different things win different matchups then absolutely go for it you have our seal of approval
2: other than hypnos you also have a couple ice types here in Frostlass and snowy cast form I am always going to prefer my girl Frostlass. She does a really great job with Powder Snow, Avalanche, and Shadow Ball. Although she is pretty glassy, can do wonders with an energy advantage. I personally don't prefer Snowy Form because Snowy Form doesn't have any coverage moves. It only has Powder Snow, Weather Ball, and then you can either run Ice Punch or Blizzard, probably Blizzard as the second move. Another Pokemon in this yellow or white category is Zangoose, and I I don't know the last time I talked about Zangoose and Go Battle League or in PvP at all, but it does really well here. It it beats Hypno because it's got that Shadow Claw as its fast move and Night Slash as a charge move. It's also got close combat, so it hits really hard against things like Ferrothorn. It can beat Drifblim. It beats Flygon, Quagsire. It's got a lot of really solid wins. And even the Pokemon it loses to in the one shield like Talonflame and Lantern and Dugong, it it still hits really hard. It can do a lot of really good damage. So keep your eye out for Zangoose as a spice pick.
3: Next, we've got the green or black category. And when you think green Pokemon, uh, you're pretty comfortable in saying that that's going to be predominantly grass Pokemon. So the number one ranked Pokemon in all of the Prismatic Cup meta at the moment is Whimsicott. The grass fairy typing actually has a fair amount of resistances And that charm damage, like it usually is, is just oppressive. Like, it it just grinds Pokemon down. It doesn't care about shields. And in this cup, which is kind of bulkier than, than Vortex Cup was, I think that comes in handy. The shields don't matter as much in a bulky cup. And so Whimsicott, with the charm, doesn't care about shields either. Some other options in the grass section are chestnut which covers your grass and fighting roles, meganium, which is just, you know, just doing grassy things, but uh, it does it very well with a lot of bulk, and Cradilly, which that stone edge, that kind of unique typing of grass and rock, that's going to be very handy. I mean, a stone edge will just knock Talonflame right out of the sky. There's a lot of really cool things you can do with rock damage in this meta.
2: Right, and is one that I am definitely have my eye on for this meta. Mm-hmm. In addition, though, in addition to your grass types, Flygon, you can't ignore Flygon. It is currently number two in the entire... Prismatic Cup ranking. And for good reason. Mudshot and Dragon Claw is super spammy. That Dragon typing kind of helps build resistances. With that Stone Edge giant nuke as its charge move, it can beat Talonflame. It beats Lantern again with that Mudshot damage. It can beat Pokemon like Blaziken and Shiftree. It's got a lot of really, really good wins in this cup. It's super spammy, but Kind of glassy, you gotta keep your eye out Gotta use your shields wisely Another Pokemon in this category, um, because it is the green and black category, we also have Snorlax. Snorlax is a really good generalist with the really spammy lick damage and body slam, as well as Superpower. Um, beats Hypno, beats Drifblim, Shiftry, Quake, Zyrepharothorn, all those kind of really good core wins. You do have to watch out, though, because it will lose to Talonflame. Talonflame is just so strong. And you also have to watch out for counter users like Blaziken.
3: Speaking of counter users, the next color is brown or pink, and that's where most of the counter users are hanging out. So Pokemon like Hariyama, Sudowoodo, Hitmonchan, and Hitmontop are all solid options. Hitmontop has that stone edge damage, which we've talked about on a whole bunch of other Pokemon, and that will absolutely get you some nice coverage. Hitmonchan is versatile with its elemental punches and some close combat if you want it, or power-up punch or whatever you you want to kit out your Hitmonchan with. Sudowoodo is a fighter that loses to other fighters, but it's also a fighter that is not weak to, say, confusion from Hypno, which is really interesting if you want to go with that. And Hariyama is just so thick you know thick with uh let's give it like 16 c's this time like that's it's got Ooh. a lot of hatred yeah Ooh. right right <laughs> um if you don't want to go with a county user what options are there for you
2: so many there's quite the coverage you can go with here shift tree is in this um in the brown category of this shift tree is in incre- Incredibly spammy. Snarl just prints energy, going with Leaf Blade and Foul Play as the charge moves. Alolan Raichu, again, super spammy, but much like Tree is very glassy. Can put out a ton of damage with Volt Switch, Wild Charge, and Thunder Punch. I don't know about you, Fish, but I'm one of those people who built an Aloma Mola for Love Cup. <laughs> and it is a pink Pokemon here, and I would love another opportunity to use it. Waterfall is a great fast move, does a ton of damage. However, there are better water type options in that slot one. It just, it, it's there. You can use mm-hmm. it. It's ranked pretty highly because it does beat a lot of those main meta Pokemon like Talonflame, Blaziken, and Lucario. But... There are better options. Mm.
3: It's mainly its bulk that uh, gets it. It's wins. Just like with the cast forms, it just outlasts things.
2: Another great kind of spicy pick for this section is Dragonite. Dragon Breath is incredibly oppressive and can just spam down your opponents and then paired with Dragon Claw is super, super spammy. It'll beat Talonflame completely obliterates Flygon like there's no tomorrow (laughs) and then can also beat your counter users because it has that flying type as it's kind of its coverage as its second typing. So it'll beat things like Hitmontop and Blaziken as well.
3: Finally, you've got your purple or grey category, which has a couple of predominant types. The first is the ghost type, so Haunter, Gengar, and Drifblim, which are kind of doing different things for you. The other one is steel, so some big picks in that one are Ferrothorn, Magnezone, Excadrill, and Probopass. Now, I view that as a bit of a tanks and cannons type category, where if you look back at that list... All those Pokemon are either really high attack and very glassy, can't take a hit, or very high bulk and can absolutely take a hit. So when picking the Pokemon from that category, you should decide whether you want to weight your team towards more fast hitting damage or bulky being able to take that hit a little more.
2: And if you want to go completely off, you don't want Ghost, you don't want Steel, Gliscor is in this category, and Glyscore is a wonderful Pokemon, one of my favorite to use in PvP. There, It has a wide variety of movesets that you can use. Uh, it's got Fury Cutter as a fast move, Sand Tomb is one of its charge moves, but the one that PvPoke recommends is Wing Attack, Night Slash, and Earthquake. That Night Slash helps it defeat Hypno in the one shield, and then with earthquake you can beat things like lantern it'll be Flygon. lots of really really good choices and then if you get the boost it'll flip a ton of other matchups but with that i think that's a show we love hearing your feedback we love getting questions if you have any questions or suggestions for fish or myself you can always direct your feedback to mail at gocastpodcast.com or any of the other ways to contact the show or you can contact fisher myself via twitter discord however you want to get a hold of us
3: We're done. Let's hand it on back to Chris and Kyle.
0: Thanks, Fish and Defi-E. Looking forward to uh, seeing people enjoying Prismatic Cup. Also, megalopony. Yep, (laughs) absolutely. But anyway, uh, I think it's time for that one section at the end. It, It sounds a little bit like emails. That's true, and some voicemails. We got one voicemail this week. We'll start off with that.
3: Hi, Chris and Kyle. Team voicemail here. Um, I. My name's Will. I'm 11, um, and I have a question. If I'm level 30, almost level 31, what is the most quickest way to get the most amount of, xp thank you and yeah bye
0: well will thank you very much for leaving us a voicemail this is a great question so it kind of really depends on a couple of things uh which makes it sort of a difficult question to answer But broadly speaking, Kyle and I have given advice on this in the past, and uh, our answer was something along the lines of, you know, make sure that you're playing at the right times, like during events and stuff like that. If you have access to Lucky Eggs, make sure you use them wisely and at the right time. But, you know, since we've given that advice, something new has come to mind that I think we could really kind of promote, which is get Just get some practice in on on making sure that you can land consecutive or at least more commonly, you know, great or even excellent throws, because excellent throws are an amazing source of experience right now, especially after they they improved it. So just Mm -hmm. practice your Mm -hmm. throws and and it'll really help you out, I think.
1: For sure. If you start actually landing excellent throws, the experience will rain, like literally not even as a joke it's kind of crazy once you start doing it in a row i wouldn't know but
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've heard other people say <laughs> i haven't heard the stories all right well thank you for the voicemail again there Will. we hope that that's at least a little bit helpful for you and good luck first emails from rick and they said ayo
1: chris and kyle rick here again with another email I have not much to say about the poll this week. I don't really care about exclusivity that much. All I care for is getting my hundos and Stardust, to be honest. Hey, Stardust, that's what it's about. True. I take every chance I get to obtain both of them. This weekend was Rayquaza raid weekend. I already had a hundo, but with the new XL candy, I wanted to see how many raids I needed to obtain 296 XL candy. After 83 raids, which 82 were caught, I managed to get enough to max out my ray rate to level fifty. I did manage to get five shiny in the process. Nice. That's about it for this week p s Stoked on the triple dust community day next month. I could use some dust.
0: yeah so eighty three raids caught eighty two Can we just take a moment to appreciate that? That's incredible
1: i I also am going to just make a note and say that every raid is three, right. Or is it guaranteed three?
0: It's three to five.
1: Three to five. Okay. Yeah. Just I'm just thinking that's minimum, then that's two hundred and fifty just from the raids. So then if you transferred all eighty-two of those, that's a minimum of twenty. Yes. Which means you had some uh good or bad luck, I guess. I guess it depends how much they actually ended up with. I'm just I'm just trying to justify feeling bad about myself okay <laughs> i
0: was told there'd be no math this episode okay <laughs> <laughs> okay <we'll move> on. <laughs> yes but we are exceptionally excited for stardust next uh next month absolutely this next one's from simon hey guys simon here to bug you once more oh you're not bugging us we love it listening through the episodes i've come to realize something you've both had it far too easy answering very fun questions put forward by the listeners so this is going to have to change. Prepare yourself. I have a heart question for each of you. You should not, nay, must not, avoid answering these if you are to one day be, quote, the very best, unquote. Kyle, the Pokemon company has recently employed you. Congratulations on your job, by the way. Your first job, improve the shinies. They've pointed out to you that there are not enough green-colored shinies. In fact, there are too many that are not green. You must select one Pokemon with an existing shiny and change it to be a nice new green shiny. It must be a significant change, so it cannot be an originally green shiny and must be a substantial part of its coloring. Which Pokemon do you change and how do you change it to create the best green shiny Pokemon ever? Kyogre, right?
1: No. <laughs> I have to pick one I don't like. <laughs>
0: I need to think about this for a second. Uh, Gengar? (laughs) Actually, it'd be kind of an improvement for regular Gengar. You don't want to
1: admit it, but you know it's true. I mean, it would be an improvement in the fact that it would be, like, different, but no, I think the green would look real bad. Can I say, what about Voltorb? Yeah, Voltorb Electrode, both of them. Instead of being blue, they would be green, and that way now it's, like, red and green. They're like, Christmas.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. That's I'm actually a that. good answer. That's, funny. that's actually a good answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Chris, Bubblepedia has reached out to you admitted that the classification of fish like Pokemon is, in fact, wrong. I knew it. I was on you the whole time. They are going to change all of these classifications immediately. However, there must be one Pokemon that is classified as fish like, and you need to decide what it is. Which single Pokemon would you classify as the sole fish-like Pokemon, and why? This is a great question, and the answer is Magikarp, the fish Pokemon. One hundred percent.
1: No, no. Magikarp is the least fish-like because it is a fish. You have oh. to pick the
0: most not fish-like fish to oh. be the most fish-like. Oh, okay. All right, fine. I'll have to re—I'll re- have to rehash my answer. Let me just Google <laughs> fish Pokemon really quick and see what happens. God, they're all just fish, like, they're all just fish.
1: (laughs) Every single one of them.
0: How about Huntail? Uh, Okay. How about Huntail? I'll I'll even settle for Gorbis. Okay.
1: Okay, yeah, they are. I I think if someone told me they were fish-like, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. They're yeah, they're, like.
0: they're they're fish like, but you're also like I'm not sure if they're eels or not, but I'm not confident enough to really say, no nah, man, they're eels instead. You're like, "Eh, they're fish like." So, okay. Are, are we are we happy now? Are we satisfied? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Simon, thank you for your your great email. I appreciate
1: it. Last emails from Mitch, and he said, "Hello Tharian, Chris, and Incarnate Kyle." I'm going to stop you right there chris is very clearly the incarnate and i'm very clearly the therian
0: yes you're very clearly a big goofy bird with awful stats and a bad move pool yeah and also <laughs> <a> <laughs> i big... can agree i feel bad <laughs> and also a
1: big cat with some kind of curly tail whose moveset is currently amorphously unknown True. true and also true. a weird floating man with very skinny arms and no legs that actually has a decent move pool (laughs) true but high attack
0: my legs are actually just a cloud so you nailed it (laughs) you nailed it how are you good has spring sprung yet as much as spring can spring in the
1: chicagoland area no no it hasn't actually it was like 60 degrees today it's going to be 40 degrees tomorrow so i don't I don't know what to tell you.
0: They're like enjoy some nice weather, but twenty five mile an hour winds constantly. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's let's just say it's a good thing we were not recording yesterday because the yeah. wind was so loud outside of my window, we wouldn't have been able to record because my microphone would have picked it up.
0: True. I was talking with Kyle last night at like ten p.m. and I was like, "Is somebody howling outside?" He's like, "Can you hear that? That's the wind." It sounded like somebody like nesting, just going to, oh.
1: yeah, for like oh. for like four hours straight.
0: <laughs> like somebody pretending to be a ghost
1: <laughs> weather is improving here in albuquerque i look forward to the day where i can be outside playing community day while sweating bullets that's a strange thing to look forward to but okay it seems we have a few days break into the next major event this is much appreciated i'll be pumping the brakes a little bit this week i finally figured out a good emulator so this week i'll be streaming pokemon diamond Very excited. Haven't played it for a while, and I feel like I need to experience it with all you fine folks. Old goals. Shiny, rainy cast form. Nope. Did my darndest to complete every task to no avail. Platinum rising star medal. Three unique species left. Yes, handily. I had to do a swallow raid. Ooh. (laughs) A million experience. Yep, almost halfway to 48. Holy cow, look at you go. New goals. 3,400 total gym battles, 130 in a week. 500,000 total stardust, 450k as of now. Wait, so you need 450k? Why are you so low on stardust? <laughs> I think that they need 50k more. No, because they said 130 in a week, so I'm assuming that's how many they need. The Mitch needs to do. Or they have a
0: hundred They have M- 400- Mitch
1: would not make a goal of a million experience and only 50k stardust.
0: <laughs> Hard to argue with that. That's true.
1: <laughs> you can keep that, in the podcast, Mitch. <laughs> because the last goal is a million experience. Oh, there you go. Okay. So yeah, it's boring. It's, why do you only have fifty k Stardust? What did you do? What did you do, Mitch? Spent it. I just what? spent
0: a Rayquaza, maybe. Okay.
1: Anyways, shiny vibes all cooks gravy. Streamer
0: resident super (laughs) player all the above no that's awesome and as always mitch thank you very much for bringing up the caboose of the show i love hearing about your goals you're very consistent it's really really fun um but nothing will top you coming back from your camping trip and only having caught one shiny that was too funny I almost died. (laughs) But anyway, that's the end of the show. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email like these fine folks did, you can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send us a voicemail like Will did this week to 262-586-7717. You can also visit our website for all things GoCast. That's gocastpodcast.com. We actually added uh, two new things to the merchandise store, something from a member of our community goes by Moders. Shout out to you, Moders. He's a very, very talented graphic designer and uh made this really hilarious emails and voicemails shirt, which features Kyle with his uh geez, how do I describe this? It's an what, afro, it's classic afro, like what is vintage afro? Like I don't <laughs> it, how do I I hmm. had an afro when
1: I was in high school and uh, my first year of college. So yeah, 10 years ago now.
0: And oh, now you my can God. don't say that again (laughs) ever again and now we can immortalize that in a shirt so thank you modders for making that happen and also kyle revisited our logo and changed it up a little bit and so now we have that design up as well on the store so if you're interested there you go you can follow us on twitter at gocastpodcast.com and if you'd like to help support the show monetarily and also gain access to our Patreon exclusive discord, you can do so via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash go cast podcast. Shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons, Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zach Walker, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Laurie, Sports, Michael, Ozzie, Ted, Jabril, and Tish. Thank you so much for keeping the digital lights on. Appreciate you and if monetary support is not your dealio you can still help the show in a big way by leaving us a review on whatever you might be listening to us on right now except for spotify i guess because <laughs> <laughs> this is the year i swear this is the year come on spotify Man. it just takes you a minute it's free and it helps us out a bunch so please if you could leave us a review and we actually got two five-star reviews since last week so this first one is from vw10 And they said, this show is amazing. You always find a way to make my day with a little heart emoji. Well, heart emoji back to you, BW10. Appreciate you. And the second five-star review is from Ryan James Burt. This show always gives me at least a chuckle. At least. Nice. Honestly, making goals adds a nice touch to this podcast. Super interesting to see how more or less hardcore people are than you. Well, thank you for not implying one way or the other and leaving this guessing. I kind of like that better than, I don't know, <laughs> us being like, yeah, we're casuals in comparison. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of goal setting, Kyle, it's the end of the show. And the last thing we got to do is set some goals. Yep. So you're going to hatch 500 eggs this week or what? Well, see, here's the thing.
1: The egg event will only have been going on for like three days by the time we record next. So we won't have gotten the full impact of it by then. True. But I will say that I want to finish my breeder badge this week. That's like 55 eggs hatched from now till then. I'm not going to open the game up to check right now, but OK, <laughs> I'm going to catch at least one tea. T. I don't even want to do that, but <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I guess I will do it for the vine, Kyle. I don't ever want to hear that. <laughs>
1: Never had Vine. Nah, dude. Rip Vine. And complete the spring collection challenge.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
1: I have no idea what it's going to include or if I can do it in the three days time, like without going crazy, but that's that's going to be what it is for now. I would set more goals related to that event, but it's just not enough time, not not enough time to see what it's going to look like.
0: Fair enough. Fair uh, enough for me. I want to catch one. Shiny this week. I don't care what it is, event or otherwise. This is going to be a shiny of some sort. I've done this to myself a million times. I'm like, I'll get an event shiny, and then it turns out the only shiny I got was like a Caterpie or something. <laughs> so a shiny. I want to hit level forty six this week, which means I have to get nine hundred and fifty thousand experience, which is very doable if I try. I want to hatch a hundred eggs. We'll see how it goes. I'm currently at seven thousand one hundred and twenty-two, so I have to hit seven thousand two hundred and twenty-two, and I'd like to finish the spring collection challenge as well. I don't know where I'm going to find the time to do this, but I'm going to give it my my best shot. <laughs> 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 yep, and and that's a show, Kyle. We did it.
1: We did it.
0: We sure did. It's the end of the podcast, and that means we have to sadly bid you, dear listener, uh, adieu. So thank you very much for listening all the way through, and we'll catch you in episode one thirty-nine. Bye-bye. Bye.